some bad news though right now for Alberta's bat population. A fungus that starves them to death has been found in the province. So what does all of this mean and why should you care about it? Well, I care about it because I really like bats. Let's find out with Corey Olson, who is program coordinator for the Alberta Community Bat Program and is with the Wildlife Con Conservation Society of Canada. Hey, Corey, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for speaking with me. Yeah, tell us about this fungus. What is it and what does it do to bats? Yeah, so this fungus is a is a species that is thought to originate from Europe, and some at some point around 2006, uh, somehow this fungus got in, introduced to North America, mm -hmm. and it started off around New York, and it's been spreading from state to state and province to province uh, ever since that time. And what happens is it, it grows on bats when they hibernate during the winter. During the summer, they're not vulnerable to it, but at, when they go into hibernation, they drop their body temperature. They basically have to turn off their immune system. And this fungus colonizes their skin. And, and similar to athletes' foot and people, it uh, eats away at their skin. And they have to come out of hibernation, warm up their body, and spend a lot of their energy stores uh, fighting off this infection. And what happens is they starve to death before uh, the onset of spring when they can start feeding on insects again. Oh, my goodness gracious. And, you know, from what I know about bats, they huddle together to stay warm and, and all of that. So I suspect that this spreads quite quickly through them. It does. If you... If, uh, or when we go into caves uh, and we look up at the at the cave walls, you can quite often see 20, 30, 40 bats all huddled together. Uh, so when it gets into a cave, it spreads pretty quickly. And we also know uh, from work that occurred decades ago uh, from bats that were banded uh, that uh, bats between their summer and their winter habitats can move uh, over 400 kilometers. So we're talking about an animal that travels across the province uh, uh, between the summer and winter. So y y you mentioned that it arrived in New York State in about 2006 and has, has been you know, going through the states and across uh, Canada. Um, how fast has it been? I think for last time it was found in Saskatchewan, and so I'm just wondering how long did it take for it to get here from when it was spotted in Saskatchewan? Yeah, the rate of spread seemingly is very fast. We started our project in 2021, uh, two years ago, and we started in Saskatchewan, and we documented it there in the province for the first time. And then this year, uh, it spread 500 kilometers uh, westward wow. into Alberta, and it's, al it's along the Red Deer River right now. It seems to be pretty well established. And that, uh, that river has some of the best bat habitat we have in the province. Oh, uh, if anybody's been to uh, uh, Dinosaur Provincial Park, there's hoodoos, there's deep uh, crevices along the river valleys and coulees, and bats love those locations hmm. for raising their young and hibernating. Uh, so that's not where we wanted to see it. So what does this mean for the bat population then uh, along there and in this province? We don't know precisely what it's going to do in the province, uh, but there is some pretty strong evidence elsewhere that we could see uh, fairly catastrophic population declines. In eastern North America, 
uh, over 90% of of uh, affected species have have been lost, uh, or of the population size has declined by over 90%. Uh, there was a cave in Montana, which isn't too terribly far from us, that had upwards of 2,000 bats, and they've experienced over a 98% decline in, in that cave. Uh, so in Alberta, we're probably looking at uh, over a 90% decline of some of our most common species, which is mm-hmm. very concerning. How many... How many types, uh, how many species of bats are there in Alberta? There are nine species of bats, and uh, there's uh, five species of, of a genus we call myotis, which uh, all kind of look pretty similar, mm-hmm. and they have a lot in common, so they're probably all vulnerable to uh, uh, white nose syndrome. But little brown myotis uh, is our most common bat, and it's the one that uh, tends to live in buildings, and mm-hmm. it's one of the most impacted by the fungus. So. Uh, people play a pretty strong role in uh, the management of this fungus. Okay, so and, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. What can what can humans do or not do? Yeah, so these bats, uh, they quite often raise their young in buildings. Uh, those are called maternity roosts, and uh, they can number easily into the hundreds or sometimes thousands of individuals, and they're raising their pups, but they only give birth to one pup per year, so they're really slow to reproduce. Uh, and those thousand, uh, that, those few hundred bats, uh, those are really important for uh, uh, for recruiting the next generation of bats. So, uh, how we manage those bats is really important for uh, for helping our bats here in the province. And Coriolis. even yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, even when we don't want bats mm-hmm. uh, in our buildings, there's still some important things that people can do, such as not kicking them out in the middle of summer when they're raising their pups. Okay. Uh, Corey Olson joining me this afternoon, uh, who is the program coordinator of uh, the Alberta Community Bat Program. Are, are some bats uh, resistant to white nose syndrome? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, White nose syndrome affects primarily the bats uh, that hibernate here in the province. Uh, There's other bats that that migrate out of the province, and those ones don't really appear to be affected uh, by white nose syndrome. Uh, Instead, though, uh, quite a few of them are being killed by uh, wind turbines on on their migrations, Mm -hmm. especially through uh, southern Alberta. So they're actually not doing uh, too much better, which uh, isn't... Uh, isn't a good news when there's already one threat that uh, is impacting them. Now, I um, I mentioned as I was uh, introducing you that I I love bats. I'm 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 fascinated by them. And when I'm sitting out, uh, you know, in my backyard in the summertime, when they start coming out and start flying around, I just absolutely love watching them do their business. Uh, but I know that some people um, don't like bats. Uh, some people are maybe freaked out about them a little bit or are scared of them. But the bats do um, do a lot of good work in the environment don't they <laughs> they they certainly do and there's no reason to be scared of bats uh, they're they're not uh, they're not any more dangerous than other animals and actually they're uh, probably less dangerous than a lot of uh, other animals that we have in our communities the only real concern is uh, is rabies and it's really easy to avoid by just not handling them and they're really important for uh, for controlling insect populations mm-hmm. uh, they're one of the top predator if not the top predator of insects that are out flying at night. Uh, All our bats eat nothing but insects, uh, and uh, they can eat up to their body weight in insects uh, during the peak of summer every single night. So they're eating huge amounts of insects, and it's really important for... uh, for creating some uh, balance in our ecosystems. Hey, Corey, um, does this fungus, do, does it pose any threat to humans? 
Fungus is harmless to people, okay. and, and in fact, it's harmless to bats too until they go into hibernation. That's right. So as long as they keep their body warm, okay. uh, they can fight off this fungus, but it impacts okay. them when they... So, because uh, I'm just, you know, I suspect some people will be like, oh, if this is here, now what does it mean for us? But, okay, um, how, how can people support... Uh, the bat population, especially if we're, we're having, you know, potential, potential, you know, poor outcomes, depending on what's going to happen here. Are, are there things that we can do? You touched on them, not disrupting, just disrupting, you know, um, uh, maternity areas, as you were talking about. Do bat houses, if people put bat houses up in their yard, does that, does that help? do use bat houses. It's not very many species. It uh, tends to be only one or two uh, of our bats that we have in the province that will use bat houses. Uh, so they can provide some benefit to bats. But what they need is healthy ecosystems. And a lot of the bats uh, live along the river uh, and other areas as well. But a lot of them rely on, uh, on those river riparian areas and wetlands and healthy forests. So if we want to keep bats in the province, what we really need to do is to manage our environment to make sure they're healthy and they can support the food, uh, the insect populations that bats need to thrive. Mm, Corey, is there anything else you want folks to know uh, about um, about this this fungus and about the bat population and the situation that uh, we're talking about? Yeah, well, I think uh, the one message I want to get out is uh, that if we want bats to uh, to do well in Alberta, we really need to uh, change how we perceive them. And uh, simply spreading uh, the message that they're an important part of our ecosystems is uh, an important first step. And if people have bats living on their property, uh, it's really important that they uh, be allowed to do their thing and uh, not be disturbed uh, during that sensitive summer period. And, and Corey, so one more question. If, if you find bats living on your property, and you may be a little freaked out about it, maybe they're you know on the side of the house or tucked up somewhere al- al- along that, if they have questions, um, just call the Alberta Community Bat Program. Would, would you guys be able to help them out? Yeah, we have a website, albertabats.ca. We have a lot of information uh, online that people can access and learn about bats. And if they still have questions, uh, we have uh, contact information uh, where they can reach out to us. And Corey, sure appreciate you making time for us this afternoon. Thanks for this. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Corey Olson, again, the program coordinator at the Alberta Community Bat Program. If you want to find out more, albertabats.ca. So a bit of bad news for the bat population um, as that fungus uh, has been found uh, in the province and it's uh, been killing off um, bats in in other provinces and and, uh, other states. So we'll continue to watch that. I can tell you that the little brown bats were already placed on um, on, um, kind of a a watch list because they were concerned that this was going to be here and it was going to happen sooner rather than later.